It's almost as if this person doesn't know that they're anointed. This person doesn't know that they're chosen because that's what the story really is. The devil knows who you are, even if you don't. everybody welcome to the grand premiere of the yahweh rise podcast my name is shaq i want to welcome all of you to the exciting first episode today we're going to be discussing your breakthrough have you ever felt that you needed to just reset maybe you gotten into a place with your walk you just you haven't been able to feel the spirit you haven't been able to feel the spirit of yah you haven't been able to get as far as you could maybe some of you aren't believers yet maybe this is your first taste of the gospel well if that's the case i want to welcome you regardless and i plan to change that because the truth of the matter is god is calling all of his prophets his servants and all children of god to rise The word of God says that the earth literally moans for more and more prophets to rise up to build God's kingdom and do his will. And I plan to use this channel. I plan to use this podcast, excuse me. To help you change something in your walk, to help you bring new spirit led perspective. Of what you can do. To help you improve improve the discernment improve god's voice within your life improve the odds for some of us it's a spiritual battle for some of us it's an uphill climb because the whole thing of it is is that we don't know what we don't know until we know it for those of you who don't know my background I have been a Christian for the last 10 years. Uh, This January 26th marks year number 10 for me. And throughout nine out of the 10 years, I was very carnal in my understanding. And I felt very limited in my walk. I thought it was basically checking the checklist. You know, you got to pray more. You got to read the Bible more. You got to go to church more you got a fellowship more you know the abc's xyz's this that and the third right but then one day the spirit of the lord came upon me in such a a mighty way and ever since then i was told that the best thing you can do is my will Because, see, I tried to do everything on my own. I was that kind of person. So I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he is the son of God. I believe that he died for my sins. But for some reason, I didn't receive the power. And it was because, believe it or not, my heart and mind weren't in the right place some of you might be sitting there saying oh no not me my heart is in the right place i just don't know what's wrong that may very well be true your heart may very well be in the right place but let me ask you this if your heart is in the right place why can't you feel the anointing if your heart is in the right place why are you still being tormented If your heart is in the right place, what miracles do you have to speak of that says your heart is in the right place? Because that's truly what's supposed to happen. What's supposed to happen is breakthrough. What's supposed to happen is testimony. Because see, when you allow the Holy Spirit in your life, with that testimony, brings change with that testimony 
brings transfiguration. You can literally feel yourself transform into something completely different. You'll be able to feel things that you've never felt before. You'll be able to do things you've never been able to do before that aren't explainable in this realm. In this realm that we call earth. You'll be able to do more of the miracles of God. Because the word of God says that these sounds and wonders shall follow them who believe. This is what Jesus said. So. I had to come to that place on my own. And apparently over the last nine years, I missed that scripture because Hebrews chapter four says that the Bible is the living word. And quite honestly. I read the Bible five times, and although I saw something new each time, for some reason, spiritually, I wasn't receiving it. The miracles were not happening. My life was still the same, and it was a very, very frustrating process, which led me to believe that I had to do everything on my own. I had to do everything on my own and just... It was up to God to, to bless me. But I wasn't really honoring his process because the book of Romans says that when it when Paul talks about Abraham, it says that his faith was accounted for righteousness. And all I had to do. Was be faithful. That was all I had to do. All I had to do. Was be faithful. And I didn't understand it. I didn't have anybody in my life who was willing to tell me that. A little bit more on my background. So I am basically the only boy, the only man in my immediate family. Growing up, it was myself, my mother and my sister. And I had nothing but women leading me my whole entire life. I went to church at a very young age, but I stopped going around the ages of five and six. Why? I don't know, but I didn't understand it because my mother didn't tell me. I never understood why I had to go to church. I never understood. And the church I went to was a Pentecostal church. You know, for those of you who don't know what Pentecostal is. So just imagine a whole bunch of people, you know, catching the Holy Ghost. A whole bunch of people crying worshiping the Lord, falling on the floor, having their demons casted out, receiving deliverance. And everybody's yelling, everybody's screaming. The worship team is yelling. The choir team is yelling. You got the percussionist banging his life out of the drums. You got the pastor yelling his young, his lungs out, praising Jesus. That is a Pentecostal church, and that is the church that I went to when I was a kid. And so what happened after that, you know, we stopped going to church for a while. And as a little kid who didn't accept Jesus, I'm in my mind, I'm sitting there saying, yes, I don't have to wake up so early. I don't have to wear this tight, uncomfortable, itchy in hot suit, I can stay in bed. But that decision to do so, little did I know, it kind of spelt doom for the family because once we stopped going to church, pretty much that opened up the doors to a lot of demons for our family. We got in relationships that we had no business getting in. We were taken advantage of. We were robbed. It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good turnaround. Up until I accepted Jesus and then I said, okay. After a period of, and I accepted Jesus around the age back, this was back in 2012. So I'm 34 years old now. I accepted Jesus at the age of 24 as my Lord and Savior. So. After that age, I said, okay, 
something's different in my life now. You know, I met some really nice people and, you know, between then and us not going to church, my life was pretty much, I was pretty much the geek. I was lonely. You know, I would just lock my room, lock myself in my room, play my video games and watch my movies, eat pizza, eat ice cream. You know, I was a geek and I didn't have many friends and, you know, my whole life, you know, I was bullied. I was taken advantage of. And um, I was very I was a very eccentric kid because no one really understood me. No one really understood why I did the things I did, why I thought the things I thought and why I spoke the things I spoke. And it was really because I didn't really have any social skills. But I think that's just the way that God made. Of course, I have social skills now, but I believe it was just the way that God made me. You know, God made me this way. He made me different. And I say that to say, this is what happens when you're chosen. This is what happens when you're chosen by the Lord to be different. This is what happens to God's anointing. They think different thoughts. They carry themselves differently from the rest of the world. Their whole life is maybe half of what Romans 12, 2 says, which is do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed through the renewal of your mind to what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. And most of the time, believers will tell you that the part that they were missing was the renewing of the mind part. Most. Because a true believer, a true anointed, a true chosen person, they're going to live a life of persecution. There's always going to be something in them. That. The demons and other people see. And they feel pulled to keep them down. It's almost as if this person doesn't know that they're anointed. This person doesn't know that they're chosen because that's what the story really is. The devil knows who you are, even if you don't. The devil is going to do whatever he can to stop you from fulfilling God's purpose in your life. The devil is going to do everything he can to keep you from doing God's will, from finding out your true identity. But once you find your true identity, children of Yah, ooh, it's on. It's on, it's on and popping, and it's over. It's over. Because once you know the truth, there is absolutely no lie in the entire world that can destroy you. There's no lie. And so what's next? What's next is you do God's will. And how exactly do you get to that? By asking God. James 1.5 says, if there's any one of you without wisdom, let him ask of God and without reproach, it will be freely given to him whatever it is you don't know just ask god and he'll tell you but god hasn't spoken to me you might say god doesn't really speak to me every time i pray he never answers well that's because of two things the first is he did answer you but there's warfare spiritual warfare around your answer rather than hear the voice of god you hear the voices of the devil. Like Adam and Eve heard the voice of the devil trying to tempt them into the Garden of Eden to eat the forbidden fruit. You have a lot of voices, you have a lot of noise, you have a lot of distractions in your head. And the word of God says, when you pray, go to that secret place. Go to the secret place. The word of God also says, be still and know that I am God. 
You can only begin to hear God's voice when you're bathing in the stillness. When you learn to shut down your mind, you learn to shut down the noise, you learn to shut down the distractions, and you learn to get alone, that's the only time you'll be able to hear the voice of God. At least in the beginning. Of course, there are some people, God talks to them anywhere and everywhere, and they hear his voice more clearly than they hear the voices of the world and the devil. But once you silence that noise, you can begin to hear him. And then afterwards, then everything starts to change because, see, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, children of Yah, here's the thing. Once God speaks to you, you already have your victory. When God speaks to you, the only thing you have to do is go to where he is and whatever it is you seek and desire if he's promised it to you he's already done it it's already there waiting for you because god speaks to us in completion whenever he speaks he speaks in completion when he told moses and the hebrews the people of israel that he would deliver them out of Egypt and give them a land for possession. That means that it was already done. It wasn't no, oh, I'm sorry, I'll get back to it later or, or. It was none of that. It was already done. And God wants to do the same for his children. And so that's one reason that there's warfare surrounding your answer because of the noise in your life. The second reason is God might be resisting you. The book of James says in James chapter four, that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So maybe just maybe you might want to analyze if you're righteous before the Lord. Some of you don't even know it, but some of you are still entertaining things you have no business entertaining. Some of you worship Jesus, but you also worship the bottle. You also worship the weed. You also worship the alcohol. And please understand that the book of Hosea says that harlotry, wine, and new wine enslave the heart. And let me tell you something about the drugs and the party. Those things were created to try and take the place of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is the only thing that can fill a void in your heart, a void of depression, loneliness, sadness, emptiness. The Holy Spirit is the one that can fill it and give you everlasting joy. But when you don't have the Holy Spirit and you don't know how to get the Holy Spirit and you've been blinded by the devil, what do you do? You engage in the drugs, you engage in the partying, you engage in the drinking, you engage in the alcohol, you engage in the idols. I'm not talking token idols for some of you. For some of us, the idols is money, cars, jewelry, clothes, shoes. All the material possessions of this world. For some of us, an idol could simply be food. And those things only provide a temporary high to an eternal problem. Or at least a very long-term problem if we don't find the Holy Spirit. If we don't allow the Holy Spirit into our hearts, if we don't slay the strongholds, cast out the demons in our hearts. If we're willing to ask God, God, what is it that you would have us do? What is your next instruction? And he'll tell you, you need to cast out the demonic spirit of blankety blank, blank, blank. 
the demonic spirit of loneliness, the demonic spirit of depression, adultery, fornication, gluttony. What's the other one? The one that has to do with sleeping, I'm trying to remember. Slothness, slumber. He'll tell you. And the reason why you'll be able to hear his gentle voice in the form of a suggestion is because he sees that your heart and your mind are ready to receive him. They're ready. And most of the time, everybody's done it. I've done it. You know, whenever I would pray to God for forgiveness, when I was carnal, when I didn't have the spirit and I thought I did. God, I promise you, I will never do this ever, 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 ever again. And then I did it five seconds later. Whatever the sin was. So it's those two things. It's either the noise or God is resisting you. In either case, go back to the beginning. That's the purpose of this episode is to tell you about the reset button because the truth of the matter is the word of God says the kingdom of heaven rejoices over one soul. It just gives you an idea of how so few people get into heaven. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate for the broad gate is the path that leads to destruction. Enter by the narrow, children of Yah. Enter by the narrow. Because there's so, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to testify for a little bit. There's so much to the spiritual world. For those of you who struggle with the same struggles that I struggle with, There's so much to the spiritual world that you have yet to realize. And the laws of the spiritual world, they supersede anything that happens in this natural world. The flesh is truly weak. The flesh is truly weak, children of Yah. The goal is to be absent with the body and be present with the Lord. I've been able to do things that have been unexplainable in this natural world because I received the Holy Spirit. It's been incredible. The journey that God has taken me through. And the best part is it's only the beginning. And It came in perfect timing. Some of us have gone through a pretty bad start to a pandemic back in 2020. Let me tell you, my real pandemic was in 2019 and 2018 when I lost my car, my income, my girlfriend at the time. All in the same week, I went from making, I'll be transparent. I went from making $300 a day to $200 every week. And God told me, I'll never forget it. God told me, you need to humble yourself. And so I spent the next two years broke, broken, and brokenhearted. learning humility. And then when God saw that my heart was right, when God saw that I learned to bathe in the stillness, he said, I'm going to deliver you. And I was walking to and from work in the heat, in the snow, almost eight miles a day in the heat, snow, rain, sleet, cold he said i'm going to deliver you and then that period lasted maybe eight months of which i was doing that and i was walking home with less than 
10 to $20 in my pocket and I was getting paid every other week and I had to make it stretch every two weeks. I barely had bus money. I barely had bus money. I was panhandling on the side of highways going home every day. And I was completely broken. And there were times when I completely lost it. And I really didn't understand why God was doing this. God, why are you doing this? My lesson is learned. I'm sorry. I repent. Please forgive me. But what he was really teaching me was to listen to his voice again. Because up until that point, God had rarely spoken to me. Whenever he spoke, it was always three words. Just trust me. Not yet, son. And they would come every once in a while. Now he pretty much speaks to me all the time because I've learned to get in relationship with him. I understand how his laws work. I understand how his spirit works, not entirely because the word of God says great is the mystery of godliness. But I understand what he allows me to understand. And so. Some of us have gotten so far off track and off base that. You know, we fall away from the faith a little bit. The word of God says in Second Timothy, in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And so whenever I see people fall away from the faith, I know it's prophetic and I know it's biblical. And I know that. We're going to lose some brothers and sisters along the way. And it breaks my heart each and every day whenever I go in the spirit. And I feel that's one more soul we lost. I see people, even on Facebook, who are once dedicated children of Yah. Completely fall off track. Some of them are doing harlotry. Some of them are doing drugs. They're just at a place in their lives where they are just completely, completely broken and shattered. And they are the reason why I do what I do. They are the reason why you're the reason why I created this lot, this podcast. I created this channel. You're the reason why, because I always had a vision of saving souls ever since I was 12 years old. I always had a vision. And I didn't know how it was going to happen and I didn't know how I was going to be used, but I just knew I just wanted it to happen. I wanted to be someone because I spent my whole life being rejected, disappointed, left out. My father wasn't there. And my mother was going through her own problems. So she was emotionally unavailable. So. And my sister was jealous of me growing up. So I spent. My entire adolescence and well into my adulthood, because there were things that I missed. There were so many things that I didn't learn the right way, and I wish I did. But God knew this was going to happen. And he knew the kind of person I would turn out to be. And I'm still growing in this wonderful, wonderful journey. And I'm just so amazed at what he's turned me into. Every word that comes out of my mouth is spirit led. Typically, I have notes in front of me. I decided, mm, nah. Spirit was telling me, wing it. Truly speak from the heart. I don't know who this podcast is going to touch. I don't know who I'm going to meet. I don't know 
any of the miracles I'll be able to perform. But what I do know is God is giving me the breath of life and I'm going to use this breath that I have to bless as many people as I possibly can before it's time. And children of Yah, we don't have much time. We don't have much time to do God's will. More and more every day, the devil is gaining a foothold. More and more every day, more souls are being lost. More and more every day, people are losing hope. And I want to restore that hope. I've had some people come against me who are more experienced, and they've persecuted me. They said, oh, you're a false teacher. You're a false prophet. You're not rightly dividing the word of truth. But first Peter says, do not let them despise you of your youth, but give people a reason for the hope that you believe in. Jeremiah was told the same thing. Do not let them despise you of your youth before you were even formed in the womb. I knew you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before you, children of Yah, before you were in the womb, Yah knew you. He knew the mistakes you've made. He knew the failures you would, you would experience. He knew your shortcomings. He knows you, children of Yah. He knows you. And there's so much to you. I can feel it in the spirit. There is going to be a great awakening for some of you. Hopefully all of you, but there is going to be a great awakening. This is only the beginning. Ephesians says, do not be unwise, but see that circumspectly. That you redeem the time. No, excuse me. Let me start that over. <laughs> Ephesians says, brethren, see that circumspectly that you are not unwise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, be wise and understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what his will is, and that's how we redeem the time, children of Yah. Understand what God's will is for each and every one of you. Some of you, it may not feel like it. Some of you have some of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Some of you have some crazy stories that you could tell about your parents and how they left you off the side of the road and how they rejected you, how they belittled you, how they used to hit you and beat you. Some of you have stories about your ex-husbands, your ex-wives and how abusive they are. Some of you have the craziest stories in the world and it may not feel like that God matters in your life. It may feel like God is ignoring you. It may feel like God is forsaking you. But what did God say about that? Count it as joy when you fall through the various trials and count it not strange when you go through the fiery trial. Because all things work together for the good. According to those who are called for the good and glory of those who are called according to his purpose. I don't have the Bible open in front of me. I'm just reading it off the top of my head. So if I don't get it right, word for word, forgive me. But count it as joy, children of Yah. Count it as joy. God is not forsaking you. He has not forgotten about you. God, in case you've forgotten about me, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm still here. I'm getting the crap kicked out of me. Where are you? 
He sees. He knows. He's aware. He's aware. He's just testing your faith. That's all. Job went through the same thing. Job had his home raided, his land raided. His home collapsed with his three children in it and they all died and he got sick. And God did it on purpose. As a way of telling the devil, you could take whatever Job has except Job's faith. And Job stayed faithful to God and he ended up with three times as much as what he had before. Three times, seven children, more land, a bigger house, more livestock. God wants to do the same for each and every one of us. No, I'm not turning it into a prosperity gospel. But we serve Jehovah Jireh. The provider. And we serve Jehovah Rapha. The healer. So children of Yah. I say all this to say. Because of what Jesus did at the cross. You're never too far from him. You can never be too far from him. You say, oh, I did so many drugs. Doesn't matter. Jesus can restore you. You say, I didn't make this much money. Doesn't matter. Jesus can restore you. There is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful purpose for your life. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. No matter what the devil has told you about yourself, reminding you of all the bad deeds of your past, You are still created in the image and likeness of God. And here's the real truth, children of Yah. The devil cannot force you to do anything. Because you're made in the image and likeness of God, the devil needs your permission whenever he wants to attack you. Imagine how silly that sounds. Uh, can I punch you in the face? Can I attack your finances? Can I try to tempt you with a naughty image? Can I try to tempt you with the bottle, with the weed? Imagine you got to ask somebody to attack you first. Or to attack them first. This is what Satan has to do. These are the limitations that God has put upon him for him being who he is. Jesus said, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. You have the authority to trample on the devil's head in Jesus' name. Yah has given you that. So. My goal with this podcast is to help you recognize that authority, to take back that authority, to remind you that God knows you, to remind you that you were wonderfully made for a purpose that serves his kingdom. And Jesus promises that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be able to do things greater than him. You will be able to receive the power. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, it will supersede every single negative thing you have gone through in your life. It will. But only children of Yah, only if you believe. So I want to employ you and I want to encourage you all 
to believe. Everything starts with believing. Believe in what you don't see. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Believe in what you don't see. Children of Yah. This is only the beginning. Guys, I love you. Have a wonderful night. Go sow in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. God bless you all. And catch you next time. Thank you.